Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. It happens almost every day. You read a headline such as, Truth Catches Up with Accused Storyteller, or Top Historian Becomes Tangled in Fictions, Corporate Mogul Embarrassed by New Allegations, Law School Dean Denies Plagiarism, and so forth. It doesn't stop as our integrity seems to unravel. But what gnaws at my viscera is that these are people who are supposed to be leaders, who are thought of as models of honesty and integrity. Take, for example, Professor Joseph Ellis, a Pulitzer Prize winner for his accurate renderings of history. Ellis's classes were always crowded. Students loved his first-hand accounts of his engagements with the enemy in Vietnam. Before his military career, he had been a football hero. But when the truth finally came out, it was incredible to almost everyone who had known the professor. He had fabricated the football hero stuff, along with his vicarious first-hand exploits in battle. Telling the press that even in the best of lives mistakes are made, he tried to minimize the fallout from the fabrications, but the damage had been done. What we're seeing are not isolated events. The weekend angler who stretches the fish story a bit or the high school boy who boasts to his friends about his exploits. But it's a pattern of deception and dishonesty. Today we have refined the term calling it misinformation. However, my mother described it in more vivid terms closer, I suspect, to how God views things. Lying to a court when you are under oath may get you tossed into jail as happened to Lord Jeffrey Archer, the disgraced but wealthy and successful author who was convicted of perjury in a British court. But lying to your wife may get you tossed out into the street. The consequences may be different. The principle is the same. Provide things honest in the sight of all men was Paul's advice to the Romans. Bringing the issue more clearly into focus, please answer yes or no to the following questions. Do you ever lie to your husband or wife or your parents? Never, seldom, or occasionally. Have you ever falsified your expense account? In your favor, of course. Have you ever called in sick when, in fact, you just wanted a day off? Do you stretch the truth when you're talking about the size of your fish or your exploits? Have you ever omitted facts in a resume you presented to an employer, a prospective one? Filed a deceptive or false insurance claim? Ever ask your child to cover for you saying, I'm not home when you were home but didn't want to talk to someone? Do you concede the point? Yes, I understand you're saying to yourself, hey, what's the big deal? Doesn't everyone do this occasionally? The reality is you are not everyone. And you not only choose to tell the truth or bend it, you will also face the consequences of your decisions. When you practice personal dishonesty, your children will be dishonest with you. They will learn to look you in the eye and lie without thought. With practice, they may even become better than you, a frightening reality. It used to be that people who lied got tense and uptight, their eyes narrowed, and often their facial muscles tensed. No more. Practice makes perfect. Don't fall into the quicksand of lying that pulls you ever downward. As Paul commanded, speak the truth in love. 
May God deliver us from the contemporary curse of lies, misinformation, deceit, and fraud, lest we become ensnared in the web that has besmirched so many. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. For more practical and inspirational messages, visit guidelines.org. If you find our devotionals helpful and would like to share them with others, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Again, that's guidelines.org. Thanks for listening to Guidelines for Living.